Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and More. Tonight we have an amazing story about matzah. Every year on Erev Pesach, Lubavitcher Rebbe used to give out matzah, which had been made under his personal supervision on Erev Pesach after Chatzos in the afternoon. Now in the afternoon, hummus is already forbidden. And therefore, making matzah is very, very difficult because any time that you combine flour and water together after 18 minutes, it will become chametz. And therefore, the making of matzah after chatzos, after noon on Erev Pesach, has to be done in very, very careful ways. And it needs very special supervision. And there are many, many special halachas about it. But spiritually, it is a very special kind of matzah. And therefore, it's very precious. And this is exactly the matzah which the Rebbe would give out on Erev Pesach in the afternoon. Generally speaking, only people who lived close by would be able to have such matzah at their seder. If a person lived in Eretz Yisrael, it was already it was already Pesach by the time this matzah was made in New York. On the other hand, if a person lived more to the west, he would have some extra time because the sun sets later as you go west. And so one year, there was a shliach of the Rebbe, an emissary of the Rebbe, from Houston. And he came to the Rebbe on Arab Pesach to get some matzah, because he had figured out that if he would be one of the first ones in line, and then as soon as he got the matzah, he would quickly go in the taxi straight to the airport, and he would take a certain flight, which is, of course, heading west um, towards, the, towards, um, towards the later time zones, then he would arrive home just in time with the Rebbe's matzah for his Seder. And this is what he did. However, when it came his turn to receive the matzah, and he told the Rebbe, this is for Houston, the Rebbe said, Tyler, Texas? Now, what is Tyler, Texas? Tyler is a little town in Texas. And the Shliach had no plans to bring matzah to Tyler, Texas. He lives in Houston, hours away, by car. And then he therefore answered the Rebbe, no, Houston, Texas. And the Rebbe asked again, Tyler, Texas? The Shliach was very confused. And he repeated again, Houston, Texas. The Rebbe said, no. Very, very strange conversation. But the Shliach did not ask, ask any questions, and he knew that there was a possibility that he would end up in Tyler, Texas. So as soon as he got the matzah, quickly he got his taxi, 
and went as quickly as he could to the airport, got on the flight, and sure enough, he was well on his way to Houston. All of a sudden, as he was getting closer to Houston, there came an announcement, and the pilot said, due to a certain mechanical problem, we're going to make a quick stopover for a repair at Tyler, Texas. The shliach was all ready. He understood what he had to do. He knew that he had to go out of the plane, find a Jew, and give him that matzah from the Rebbe. So he spoke to the attendant, and he said, I must get off the plane at Tyler, Texas. And the attendant said, no, you can't get off the plane. We're just stopping there for 15 minutes for a quick repair of some kind. And then we're going to fly right away. And you can't get off the plane. He said, I must get off the plane. I must. And so he eventually convinced the attendant that he had to get off the plane. But the attendant said, you know, you only have 12 minutes from the time you get off this plane until the door is closed and then you will not be able to go to Houston. So he knew he had to work very fast. He ran off the plane with the matzah that the Rebbe had given him and he looked all over the airport, a little tiny airport, and he looked everywhere. He asked everybody that he could, are you Jewish? Are you Jewish? Do you know somebody who's Jewish? Is there anybody in town who's Jewish? He quickly grabbed a phone book which has a list of all the phone numbers in this in the town to see is there a Jewish person? Is there a person with a Jewish name? Is there a Jewish Jewish school, a shul? There was nothing. He couldn't find anything. He only had now about two minutes. He ran back, or maybe even one minute. He ran back towards the plane. He knew he had to get on the plane. And he figured at the last minute he would put it on a bench or a, a, a chair hoping that a Jew would find it. All of a sudden, just as he's about to leave the ter- leave the terminal and get back to his plane, he sees a couple, a man and a woman. They both were hippies. That means that long hair. They were dressed in uh, jeans with holes in them. They uh, looked like they were um, maybe living a different lifestyle or something. And uh, one maybe had a guitar. They looked like they were from a different world almost. And as he approached them, they said to him, do you have a matzah for us from the Lubavitcher Rebbe? He couldn't believe it. But of course he gave it to them. And he ran out of the terminal and onto the plane because otherwise he would have missed the plane and he would not have been back in Houston for a Seder. He was never able to find out who these people were, how they knew about the Rebbe, how they knew about the Matzah. He never, ever found out. And it remains a mystery until this day. But we see from the story that the Rebbe has in mind every single Jewish person and takes care of providing what every single Jewish person needs. And this is the idea of a Nasi. As Rashi in Chumash states, a Nasi hu ako, 
that the nasi is everything. The nasi is a is is equal. Yisrael hey Moshe Moshe who Yisrael as the Rashi says it. Moshe, the leader of the generation, is Yisrael, and Yisrael is Moshe. But Nasi Nasi is everything. Now, why, if so, isn't Moshe mentioned in the Haggadah except for one time? Moshe's name only appears one time in the Haggadah. But if you look careful, you'll see that that is where it says, The Jewish people, after the Kriyas Yamsuf, after the sea was split, and then it, the water came, and the Jews went through on dry ground. And then the Egyptians tried to follow them, and they were all drowned. The Jewish people, the Torah says, believed in Hashem and in Moshe's servant. And as the Orachim teaches us, that it's just as important to believe in Moshe as it is to believe in Hashem. As the Pasuk says, they believed in Hashem and in Moshe's servant. Because Hashem works through his servant Moshe or someone similar to that. That's how Hashem works. And therefore it's important for us to believe in Hashem, of course, but also that Hashem works through a human being in our world. As the Pasik says, Torah Tzivalanu Moshe, the Torah which Moshe commanded us. Of course, Moshe is working as a shliach of Hashem. But this is an important principle. And perhaps the reason why it's not mentioned many times, why Moshe's name is not mentioned many times in the Haggadah the way it is in the Torah, is because this one mention is really what we have to focus on. It really says it all. The idea that Hashem works through Moshe and therefore it's important for every single Jew to have a relationship, of course, with Hashem, but also with the shliach of Hashem, who Hashem works through, which is the Moshe, the Moshe of the generation. And through this, we will certainly bring about the coming of Mashiach and redemption, which Mashiach is the ultimate Moshe, the ultimate leader of the Jewish people, who will usher in the time of the Gula, the complete and final redemption, at which time we will all be together in the land of Israel with the Beis HaMikdash, fulfilling to our mitzvahs in the most complete way. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and More.